stretch pass. Hyman, a shot. He scores! Zach Hyman wins it in overtime. Hunting Curry. He's got Curry on the switch. Fox over to Barnes for the lead. And that's it. The Warriors survive. Bad day to be a king in California. In the NBA and the NHL, this is interesting to see your daily sports podcast news, narratives, takes, gambling, and what a fun weekend of sports ball that it was. Happy Monday. The odds are moving around in the NFL draft. Will we get to that later? I actually don't know. I think we might not just because we have a week to do that. Did we do know Aaron Rodgers, the, the Jets and the Packers are finally talking again, I guess. Um, I, the rumor is that what happened in that negotiation, why it hasn't happened yet, is because Aaron went on a podcast and said that he was 90% retired and the Jets were like, whoa, 90%? We were hoping for like two or three years, bud. And now they're like, whoa, we're not going to trade a bunch of shit for you then. Aaron Rodgers just keeps talking and eventually he's going to see himself having to sit on the bench for the Packers. Which would be Awesome is the objectively the outcome I'm hoping for. The Kings, the Sacramento Kings had the chance to come back and win. Crazy fuck up by Steph Curry in that game. When you call a timeout when you don't have timeouts left in basketball, it's a technical foul. Which is interesting because the only way to call a timeout is to be in possession of the basketball, which means that after the technical foul, not only do they get a free throw in the NBA, I think in college it might be two free throws. Not only do they get a free throw, but they get the ball back. So they were down... The Kings were down like four or something. I forget the exact situation, but instead of the Warriors having the ball with like 40 seconds left looking to make it a three-possession game, the Kings had the ball with 40 seconds left, and then they were able to narrow the leads to get a free point, which creates a difference in possession, like how many possessions they need, and then they get the ball back. An insane fuck-up from Steph Curry, but the Warriors survive... The nor the battle for Northern California rages on two two to two that series. The uh, shout out to whoever beat the Nuggets last night, the Wolves, uh, for making the series interesting. Good for them. Good for y'all. One hundred eight to one fourteen. T Wolves win in overtime to stay alive. Good for them. It'll be the greatest comeback in sports history if they are able to do that. Boston versus Miami in hockey. And Boston versus Atlanta in basketball should be two ass whoopings, and it's starting to get that way. The Bruins are up three to one on the Panthers. The Celtics are up three to one on the Hawks. And Boston will advance. The Sixers sweep, etc. What a great! I mean, just easy. Uh, Embiid was hurt, and they were able to win the game, so he gets another bunch of rest. Knicks fans going crazy. They go up three games to one on the Cavs. New York City, the mecca of basketball. <laughs> Whatever, they're annoying, but they do love basketball. Allegedly, here's them freaking out. Just on the streets of New York, losing their minds. Look at them all. All right, all right. Knicks in five. This is a four versus five seed. First round matchup in the NBA playoffs. It's nothing crazy. As far as uh, storylines go, the in the NBA, the big one was that Dylan Brooks, some guy for the Grizzlies who's not very good, called LeBron old and that if you don't drop 40 on him, he doesn't respect you. So then the Lakers and the Grizzlies come out. 
Dylan Brooks shoots like three for 19 or three for 13 or something egregious. He's not good enough to be taking that many shots. And the Grizzlies are trailing at the end of the first quarter. 35 to nine. Look at right here. Pull up on your screen. This is the first quarter numbers. 35 to nine. They did outscore the Lakers by 10 in the fourth quarter. John Moran at one point, I think, had 19 or 20 consecutive points for Memphis. He's a freak. But if that one Brooks guy, that guy sucks. If he hadn't missed all those shots and let Jaw take him, Grizzlies might have had a chance, man. But he got ejected for hitting LeBron James in the crotch area after talking all that shit. He can't even defend him. Hits him right in the wiener. And uh, is asked to leave the game, which is a tough look. And the NHL playoffs, uh, all of the series, ever, at least you know the uh, the opposing team has won at least one game. So here's the here's the breakdown right now. Carolina's up three to one. In hockey, coming back from three to one does happen. It feels like it happens about once a year. I don't think it's that that often. Maybe once every other year, but it does happen pretty frequently. In basketball, it's like an impossibility. It almost never happens. And that has to do with just the variability. Basketball teams kind of packing them when they go down 3-0 and then 3-1. Uh, kind of a similar situation. Like the, the T-Wolves won a game down 3-0. That's a big thing. They're going to try to build off of that in the offseason. It doesn't matter at all. Canes up 3-1. Bruins up 3-1. And Islander, or yeah, the Hurricanes are up 3-1 and the Bruins are up to 3-1. Colorado and Seattle, they're 2-1. Toronto and Tampa, 2-1. Devils and Rangers are 2-1. They all play today. And the Knights and the Jets are 2-1. Are got a bunch of overtime games over the weekend. And these series are 2-1. So a lot, lot going on. And I'll be honest, it's been pretty exciting. A lot of, so there have been a bunch of ass kickings, but then this weekend it kind of rectified itself. Here's an overtime winner for uh, the, the Devil. The Devils lost both games at home and then have won game three on the road in the Garden. But it's like they don't really have to travel. They could probably just take the train to wherever they live. Brat one on one. Brat twisting finds Hamilton. He scores. Dougie Hamilton. Brat one on. Dougie is a great name for a hockey player. My goodness, Dougie Hamilton. I think he played for Carolina last year. He must have. I think he must have played for Carolina. That must be the situation, right? He played for someone. That guy's been in the playoffs a billion years. We have some breaking news um, in the NFL. Antonio Brown had a warrant out for his arrest for child support and then magically found the money and got it to baby mama in like 24 hours, which is crazy. (laughs) I don't know that he would do super duper well in prison, but he might. Let's go to Major League Baseball where something heartbreaking happened on Friday during the day. My God, what a fuck up. So Drew Smiley, former Tigers legend, just kidding. He was on, Drew Smiley, I think, was on the Tigers team, the greatest roster in the history of sports to never win a championship. 2014, 15, 16 Tigers are, go look it up. <laughs> just go, go, they have four or five current or future Cy Young winners, most of them in or around their prime. <laughs> One of which, I don't think Drew Smiley is a Cy Young winner, but he was really good. He was like a guy that was in the bullpen and no one even cared about. Now, He's a starting pitcher for your Chicago Cubs on the road in Los Angeles. The score is 13 to nothing Chicago over LA. The Cubs are not that good, but it does happen. We're in the top of the eighth inning. There are no outs. And why is this interesting? Because Drew Smiley has a perfect game. There have been like 23 perfect games or something about a couple dozen, maybe 
A perfect game, for those of you that don't know baseball, because uh, I don't really, baseball fans don't love me, is where you get 27 up and 27 down. A no-hitter is where you can get a walk, you can get a hit batsman if there's like a hit, but it's an error, like a ground ball, and a first baseman fucks it up, that's not a hit. So it means no one got a hit off of you. A perfect game is 27 up, 27 down. It's impossible. It's like it essentially never happens. You get one every about three or four years, maybe. He is at the top of the eighth inning. So the eighth inning is it seems to be where most of these things are broken up. And he got his broken up in a way. And we're going to play it first for YouTube. He got his broken up in a way that's just holy fucking shit. Smiley here today. Little dribbler, third base side, tough play. Oh, oh, don't you dare. oh no. Come on. First of all, the call. Let's hear that one more time. Oh, don't, don't, you dare. Dare. No. don't you dare. Oh. Come on. That can't be how it ends. Wow. Can't be. Uh so for those of you listening, this is what happened. It was a dribbler. There's a left-handed batter, hits a dribbler. That is the equivalent to what it would have been a pretty elite bunt, a little bit shorter than an elite bunt, about not a 40% of the way up the third baseline on the left side of your screen, right side of your screen, if you're looking at the batter. So that means the catcher and the pitcher are fighting for it. They're going to go both run to it. The pitcher, Drew Smiley, the guy at the perfect game, is leaning over to field the ball. The catcher just like takes him out. <laughs> he can't stop. He can't jump over him. He doesn't know where to go. So what happens in these games is these defenders try so hard for their pitchers, so the catcher's hustling to get to this ball. He got there second, and then he had nowhere to go, so he just ran into Drew Smiley. Let's watch it one more time, because it's fucking hilarious. Little dribbler, third like, base side, it. tough play. Oh, he had nowhere to go, and I don't know if they scored it a hit. They probably should have. I thought it was. I don't think it was an error. I thought it should have been a hit. Six outs away from MLB history. No, thank you. Huge news in the NFL over the weekend. Jamison Williams of the Detroit Lions has been suspended for six games. That's the headline. Why has he been suspended for six games? Six games, that's like sexual assault suspensions. That's like, that's not even steroid suspension. Six games because he was gambling. Was he gambling on football? No, he was gambling on other sports while at the Lions facility, which violates team rules and NFL rules. In addition to Jameson Williams being suspended, Lions wide receiver Quintez Cephas and Lions defensive back C.J. Moore, along with Commanders Shaka Tony, have been suspended indefinitely. That means that they've been suspended for one year, like Calvin Ridley. For gambling, they gambled on football. Now, I have not stayed abreast of this story. The first question is, who snitched? But it is against the rules to bet on other sports while at the team facility, which for Jameson Williams just shows utter stupidity and foolishness for doing that. It also shows how easy it is to bet like if he knows what's at stake because he potentially could lose up to $20 million if the Lions cut him. If you have a suspension like this, the, your money is no longer guaranteed, even if you're a rookie. Those are bargained for contracts. He can't negotiate his own contract, but the huge portion of it is fully guaranteed because he's a rookie. He's not a rookie anymore, but he's on a rookie deal. Not anymore. Not if he gets sussied. If they cut him, like, I mean, right now, if they cut him, other teams would sign him and he would probably make a similar amount of money, but probably not also. And it would not be guaranteed if they cut him. He would be out like somewhere between seven to $20 million, depending on when and where and whatever. Right. Bananas. CJ Moore and Quintus Cephas. CJ Moore is a really, really, really good special teams player. Every time the Lions run one of their stupid fakes, it's always him with the ball. And Quintus Cephas is a, a wide receiver draft for Detroit. Shaka Tony, don't really know who that is, but Cephas and Tony or and Moore are like, 
They're scrubs. They, I mean, scrubs, I mean, that is a compliment. They're back-end roster guys. They'll never be in the fucking league again. Ever, ever, ever. No team will ever sign them, ever. They're not good enough. Jameson Williams is good enough that people will deal with it. He runs like a 4-2-40. The only person faster than him in the league confirmed is Tyreek Hill, and as Hill gets old, that might. So they're, like, Jameson Williams is insane. First round draft pick, the Lions traded up to get him last year. He came on the end of the year towards ACL, etc. CJ Moore and Quintus Cephas are done. They'll never be in it because you can't. The league is going to make it very clear to everybody watching, hey, if you fuck with the betting stuff, we are going to, we're going to make an example of you. They want to nip this in the bud. The Lions also dismissed a number of personnel who had been violating gambling rules at the office. Uh, don't have the details on that. Teams are not required to disclose coaching stuff. They would be if they're, but the coaches don't have a union and it's a little bit different thing. So that's what broke the internet on Friday. Um, as far as NFL news, um, do now there's going to be a debate between the union and the league where the gambling rules are dumb. Like, should Jamison Williams be allowed to bet on sports at the office? I don't know. I really don't know. The other thing is, how the fuck did they figure this out? Either someone snitched, or they're tracking things in a really intense way. Because it, I can't. I mean, I would be utterly shocked. If with the ease of gambling right now in the United States, in these apps, if there aren't a dozen players betting on the NFL, shocked if that's not the case. <laughs> to quote the guy from fucking Casablanca, I'd be shocked to find out if there's, there's gambling in this establishment. They're fucking doing it. It's too easy. And they're so rich. The bet size is so big. Do you think FanDuel or DraftKings is going to snitch on them? The only way they would snitch on them is if they think that they're, they're rigging games. And believe you me, the only organized crime scarier than the mob or the mafia or whatever is like actual business people. So I don't know how they found this out. And I don't know what the union is going to do. Like if they're going to figure out if the rules should be addressed because the hypocrisy, as everyone is pointing out, that the NFL has taken the DraftKings money and they're getting mad at players for using DraftKings and FanDuel. I don't know what the line should be. I do know that players should never bet on games and like a one-year suspension might actually be a little soft for me. Ban them for life. Make it like Pete Rose. I'd be fine with that. Cannot. And for the NFL, I'm going to get out of here on this fun note. The last thing you want is for the wrong rich people to get screwed and to have a situation where on like a fucking Thursday... At 2 p.m., Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Matt Gates are screaming at Roger Goodell, threatening to investigate for point shaving, which is where this is going. So I, I don't blame the NFL for suspending this, guys. This cannot happen. Big news for the Lions. Does this impact them drafting a receiver? I don't think so. Receivers get hurt all the time. Just because he's suspended for six games, he could have easily been hurt for six games. It's not a good look for him, though. That he was courtside or ringside in Vegas for a big boxing match, which I was going to play for the show, but it got cut and it was a weird thing and many other sports happened on Saturday night. <sighs> More playoffs tonight. I don't know. Will Levis is now the number two favorite or the favorite to be the number two overall pick for Houston. I've been telling you fools. It's going to be Will Anderson. It was never going to be anybody else but Will Anderson. Okay. See you tomorrow.